It is Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023, and welcome to episode 215 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. I'm Lester Munson, NSI Senior Fellow, and joining me are Jamil Jaffer, NSI's Founder and Executive Director, and Morgan Vigna, NSI's Most Popular Senior Fellow. Welcome, Morgan. Uh, so we're going to talk about Haiti today. We said that this podcast talks about foreign policy debates shaking up America. The debate over Haiti is not shaking up America, and that's what bothers me a little bit, because Haiti is is descending even further into hell. Last week, the, the news out of Haiti was that uh, police units and normal Haitian citizens killed gang members and burned them to death a dozen or so the the numbers are are a little unclear coming out of Haiti because there's there are no j- journalists are being killed we don't have great information about what's actually happening on the ground in Haiti what we do know is that there is no actual elected representatives of the people in the government the prime minister was appointed by the president the president was assassinated 2 years ago the current prime minister is wildly unpopular Haiti is basically controlled a majority of Haiti is controlled by armed gangs so we've seen a country in our hemisphere very near our borders, uh, descend into total chaos. I would say this is the beginning of Syria in the Caribbean. The amazing news is the Biden administration is doing nothing about the situation. We're seeing a horrible humanitarian situation in Haiti. Cholera is on the rise. Uh, we are seeing t- uh, pandemonium on the streets. Refugees and asylum seekers are coming to the United States. They're coming to Mexico. They're coming to other countries. Dominican Republic, which of course shares the island of Hispaniola with Haiti, is also very worried about the situation there. The UN Secretary General has called for an international peacekeeping force. Of course, at the UN, where Russia has a veto in the Security Council, uh, there will not be an authorized peacekeeping force for Haiti because Russia would veto it. So we've got a situation to total chaos on our borders, impacting immigration in this country, impacting our neighbors in the Western Hemisphere, a place where we do not want our adversaries to interfere. We're very concerned about the role of China uh, uh, undermining the economy and democracies of a lot of our neighbors. There is a huge, it seems to me that this this continuing chaos in Haiti, we're seeing a real opportunity for our global adversaries to start exploiting our weaknesses in the region. And the administration is doing nothing. If anything, the Biden administration is trying to push Canada forward as the leader of a potential peacekeeping mission there. Canada does have a lot of history of doing this kind of stability work in Haiti. But but Canada's not doing anything either, and there's no there's almost no news reporting of these events, and so uh, so this is not something that's shaking up America, but it is something that will be shaking up America sometime soon. So Jamil, what do you have to say about this uh, developing Syria right here in our body of water to the south, the Caribbean? Well, I, don't, I think it's less, less. I think it's less Syria and more Chicago, right? I mean, this is this is like criminal chaos in the streets. Uh, we've seen what's been going on for the last couple of years in America's America's central center cities. Um, this is more like that than it is. Uh, we've seen the same kind of refugee outflows out of Haiti uh, that we're seeing in in the flight from American center cities. Um, and so, to me, this is more like that. You don't have a dictator, um, you know, pouring chemical weapons, sarin, uh, and the like um, on its on his own people. Um, to be sure, you know, the execution of these gang members may be problematic, but it's not like uh, Syria. There's no ISIS. There's no, uh, there's no, you know, organized terrorist group that's threatening uh, the United States. Now, that being said, look, I think you're right. We've seen refugee outflows from Haiti before, and they've been hugely problematic. If, you know, any of, any of those folks on, on the podcast, listening to the podcast, 
who were alive in the 90s surely remember the 50,000 Haitian refugees that were that were holed up at Guantanamo Bay as we as we got them um, into the United States as they escaped uh, the challenges fo- in in the post sort of p- baby doc uh, papa doc era um, there in Haiti. Um, but look, I mean, the, the idea that the Canadians are going to solve this problem for us—I mean, I almost maybe, maybe want to break into a you know a rendition of O Canada. I mean, it's just it's completely ridiculous. This is just another example of our failure to lead around the globe. This is our own hemisphere. It's right off, uh, right in the Caribbean Ocean, just off the uh, you know the Florida coast. I mean, this idea that the that the U.S. cannot figure out what to do and lead in our own hemisphere is an embarrassment. I mean, the Russians are running around all over all over Africa. They've got they've got the Wagner group in Ukraine, but they've also got the Wagner group in Chad and Sudan. I mean, they're everywhere. The Chinese are all over Latin America and, and we can't figure out how to help Haiti. I mean, it's it's an embarrassment. I don't know what it is that Tony Blinken is doing at the Department of State, but he should probably start doing it and go home. Morgan. Yeah, no, I mean, I completely agree with, with, with Jamil's assessment. I think the fact that we have not we don't have a Senate confirmed ambassador in Haiti right now. The last ambassador we had there was Michelle Sisson, one of the our, arguably our government's most capable and seasoned ambassadors that we have in the field. Right. She left in October 2021 and we have not had real diplomatic leadership there since or at least empowered diplomatic leadership there. So I think that's a major concern and shows just how disengaged we are. But I would also note that, you know, while the United States, as many other foreign governments, have historically been involved in Haiti, you know, some would characterize it as interference. The harsh reality, though, is that to the extent that Haiti is a national security priority today really comes down to immigration and border security. You know, Haiti, and more specifically, it's its people, are nested in this larger, more politically explosive issue. And so I, I think we're really sort of forgetting that piece and really focusing on the border security and immigration aspect, right? Now, the U.S. government has invested billions in taxpayer dollars with not a lot to show for it. And I think we need to remain engaged and with those partners on the ground that we can to the maximum extent possible and hold that space uh, in, in foreign and uh, diplomatic speak. Um, but at the same time, we really need to prioritize the delivery of humanitarian assistance to make sure people can actually eat. Look, I think we're all in agreement here that the U.S. government needs to be doing more in Haiti. I, I would just posit that the chaos there is basically turning into a, a civil war in Haiti. That's the situ- that's how things started in Syria. That's how things started in Afghanistan. And I'm not saying we're going to see Al Qaeda emerge out of Haiti, but we're going to see something bad emerge out of Haiti. And we don't we don't know what it is. And the longer this goes on, the more of a risk it becomes to the United States. Again, we talked about this two days ago. This this administration came in saying they were going to restore competence to our our foreign policy agencies, to the State Department, that they would be the adults in the room. And they're just ignoring this problem. Uh, And this problem is getting worse and worse and worse. It's particularly bad for the Haitian people. There are a million Haitian Americans. You know, their voices are not being heard either. And the administration really needs to step up. Congress needs to hold their feet to the fire. Why isn't Congress pushing for more of a solution here? I think, um, you know, I think this this is a real failure on all fronts by our government. It's a real shame. Okay, that's a wrap. Thanks to Brooke Aga Khan from NSI and Claude Jennings for their help producing today's episode. Join us again on Friday for another episode of Fault Lines, the podcast that gets you smart fast on the national security debate shaking up America. And if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, Fault Lines is now on YouTube. And if you want to see our smiling faces, check out the NSI page on YouTube. 